Welcome to our Transformer podcast. This is Sean and Thomas again, but we are also greeted by a new host here. Uh, introduce yourself, please. Hey, I'm Sammy Bold. Really like Starscream. I had to bring in some backup. After last episode, we were talking all that smack. I'm not going to let that happen again. <laughs> well, he's, You guys he's... were talking smack about Star? like One of my uh, uh, things we go over every episode is yeah. Starscream's blunders. What did Starscream <laughs> do to help the Autobots this episode? <laughs> and in the first three episodes... He did it four times. I don't <laughs> Look, think we need to remind anybody best. that. He tries his best. And so I actually said that his idea was good in one episode, but he just executed it poorly. So, <laughs> yeah, Sammy, it seems like she feels the same way as me. Is like, yes, he tries his best. <laughs> He's trying to do what's best. His ideas are actually really good sometimes. I'm sorry. My fa- sorry, Depends. but my favorite Starscream is Armada Starscream. I, so well, I'll yeah. see that someday. I don't know. He that, looks fun. That's the complete opposite of this star screen. But we're on G1 for now. In fact, this episode is the Japanese episodes. Uh, the first three episodes of the Transformers in Japan seem to have been cut down into an hour special on TV. And this is that hour special. And a lot of content has been cut. We're going to be talking about that episode, the different theme songs. And then we're also going to look at the eight page manga and see how they describe the origin of the Transformers. To follow along with the episode that we are watching, go to tfraw.blogspot.com and click on the Episodes and OVA links, and then from there click Fight Super Robot Lifeform Transformer Pilot. Thomas, I'm going to turn to you first. What are your thoughts after watching the Japanese version of the first three episodes? Okay, so I guess I should mention a key thing with these Japanese episodes is that they haven't been translated. I don't think there's like subtitles for them either oh yeah nobody translates things that are already available in english yeah so but the japanese version sometimes dialogue could change but especially with this one being like a, a completely different episode well speaking of the only shows they that people have done that before are the three cybertron transformers unicron trilogy armada energon because they have completely different scripts in english and in japan okay so people fan translated those because they're completely different but in this the dialogue's exactly the same so a lot of people aren't going to waste their time translating it okay so yeah so we were watching basically we were just listening to the japanese audio so i guess watching this episode obviously the first thing you're going to notice and look at is just the different voices and i guess how the the characters are portrayed through their voices versus or compared to the american version and right off the bat it just seems like all of the cybertrons which is the Japanese name of the Autobots, they all just sound like regular guys. <laughs> uh, I guess, was it Will Jack and Bumblebee were in the first scene, and Will Jack just sounds like an old vet, and Bumblebee sounds like a little teenager for some reason. <laughs> yeah, um, it was just a little bit odd. Uh, I do agree with the, the Autobots sounding off, but the Decepticons weren't really much better. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. Um, so I noticed that Soundwave starts off as the only character that sounds like a robot. And he actually they actually copied the American way he talks, which is actually pretty interesting. However, what I did notice is that everyone sounds like a human. Come to episode two, they made Starscream and Megatron 
sound like robots. Their voices were actually completely different and modded differently. And so now it seems all the evil characters the now sound rhymes. like robots, <laughs> and all the good guys sound like re- regular humans. Kind of, um, there was no real consistency happening in these three episodes, or one episode, whatever. What I, what I did find interesting is that when Shockwave come out, came out, he only had like two sentences, but I'm like, man, that voice sounds pretty cool he yeah sounds like... yeah that was the only guy's voice where i was like he actually sounds good he sounds cool he sounded like the most evil of the bunch he had an evil guy voice that was pretty I cool like, i do like megatron's voice like he he's he was casted right okay so i did like it better the later episodes because i thought it sounded at first i thought that he just sounded like a regular guy not that imposing but I think it's because the first episode, the guy didn't really know how to read it, because I got into it more as the episode went on. Yeah, and he didn't have the filter yeah. either, so yeah. The, in fact, yeah, I agreed. The only other robot that sounded like a robot was Teletran 1, oh, the, yeah. the computer of yeah. the Autobots arc. <laughs> and I guess the other thing I wanted to point out is just Starscream, where his voice is pretty iconic, and he sounds, his voice, his American voice matches his character in a very good way, where he's just, this guy is such a worm, he's just always up to no good, and you can kind of hear the arrogance in his voice all the time. And Constant the Japanese screaming. version, yeah. <laughs> in the Japanese version, he's just, he just sounds, he actually, he sounds like a regular guy, like the rest of the Decepticons do. But even still, on top of that, he sounds like what a, a good guy would sound like. So he doesn't match, he doesn't match his original character at all. And I guess on top I of don't... that, it just, it just seems odd. He's doing all this evil stuff and talking smack to Megatron, but, or supposedly what I assume he's talking, he's talking smack, but it, just the way he sounds, it just seems like they're having a conversation and he's politely disagreeing with Megatron. <laughs> Everyone's polite. <laughs> uh, well, I did like Optimus's voice at first. At first I was like, well, this just sounds like a regular generic hero voice, but you later see him in his, com- his speeches. It doesn't seem like he has a commanding presence uh, later on when he's commanding the Autobots and stuff. Well, I was going to say that I don't know if they had changed voice actors later on. I watched bits and pieces of other Japanese G1 episodes, and Starscream sounded way better in those. He would actually do the weird, like, he would hit the screaming note, like the classic, no, you know how that good. sounds that's, like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it was kind of interesting watching these and being like, I, I could have sworn these guys were better. <laughs> so, so you've seen, so you've actually seen Japanese versions of G1? Yeah. Uh, where did you actually even find those? Because like I I went down a dark hole on YouTube and um like those weird like vocal remix things. There were three or four of them that was just Megatron and Starscream. So like I just kept watching those and I'm like, wow, this is interesting. What is happening? Huh. Well, this sounds that sounds like we might have to have a future episode then if they actually <laughs> did change all the voices after the pilot. Uh, or they just got better. They learned how their character worked. I, I have no idea. Though I did think the one thing I was expecting is at one point they cut out a whole minute and have a voiceover. And I was like, oh, that's what they're going to do the rest of this episode. Nope. They just do quick cuts the rest of the whole yep. episode. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there didn't seem to be like a whole lot of narrative framing or structure. It was just like... That's when we were watching, we were kind of confused and we, we couldn't really say if this was a traditional clip episode that we recognize in the States or if it if it was actually supposed to be aired this way. This is just a episode of like well, where the, would the Japanese audience be aware that the, a lot is being cut out? Did well, the seem Japanese, I would them? think so. I, w- I feel like they would know because there are just some weird transitions where like it, it doesn't make any sense for them to have been there. There's just weird teleporting happening. Yeah, I would yeah. hope so because it did seem pretty bad. A lot of scenes are just we're just going to start talking about this subject. Nope, here we are on top of a dam, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did yeah, we get yeah. here? 
<laughs> well, this episode we're talking about is actually from uh, a tfraw. I think blogspot. dot com. It's like they have a lot of obscure. Um, the guy travels to Japan a lot and actually gets a lot of files and like puts them on his website from different things from That's Japan. Cool. Yeah, and I just thought that was just interesting to watch. Is there anything else you guys want to mention about this uh, this episode? Episodes? Mm, no, not really. I mean, it's, yeah, it's basically just a poor version of the first three episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Confusing. Like, that was... Yeah. Well, the thing is, I know it's not a clip episode, because for the Japanese shows later, I actually have the clip shows, and they're always 20 to 22 minutes. So I know clip episodes are that, that long. In the, in the original Japanese Transformers, there's always going to be a minute or so cut, because their theme song is three times the length of American theme song. This seemed like there were cuts all over the place, so this may, that's what makes me assume that it was a one-hour special on television, which is why it's only 45 minutes long. Otherwise, yeah, it would have been 60 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was an interesting look at history. Um, and if nobody has anything else to say, do you guys want to look at the theme songs for Transformers? All right. Hell yeah. First of all, let's just listen to, you guys know the regular Japan, uh, the regular American Transformers theme song. So here it is. <laughs> I think you'll all be a little surprised as to what the theme song actually is in Japan. And so, here it is. Can you fight Transformers, everyone? <laughs> you can fight. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I like how anime theme songs don't seem to have changed at all. They're always a minute and a half long. Even when I watch anime today, I go to the Crunchyroll and I'm like, I hit forward five times because I know that's almost a minute and a half. Yeah. It, yeah. The only the the other thing that seems free like here's traditional like 80s anime kind of thing it's just the theme song it just sounds a lot of music from japan 
at that time period. Just absolutely like slightly <laughs> groovy. The the single vocal actress just just doing her thing. I mean, yeah, I I like it because I'm I really like that style of music from back in the day. The song is just just yeah, it was just it seemed pretty fine up until you get to about the chorus where they the, the chorus <laughs> the you can fight part because not only does that that part sounds very good, oh. but the the video that you're watching along with it is they cut straight to Optimus and Megatron fighting on top of the dam with the laser weapons. There's just so much hype going on at once. It just kicks in from like we're in first gear, but then all of a sudden we're just jumping right to five and we're red lighting like crazy. That's that's how that's how a Transformers episode works though. <laughs> so it fits. <laughs> when you first saw it, uh Sammy, did you did you think, oh, okay, this is a cool opening or you're like, what is this? Uh, this was what I was expecting, <laughs> honestly. Again, yeah, it does fit with the whole 80s anime stuff, and they did try to make it more, you know, localized, because that makes sense. Do I personally like it? Eh! <laughs> I don't think I would have watched it with that opening. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I, 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 love, I love 80s anime, and some of their music is, is fantastic, but I loved the rock ballads and oh. things that really get you pumped up, and I can't remember the other japanese transformer show which is maddening but it came out like late 90s or 2000s in japan only it was called go convoy or something yeah I was just yeah. thinking about optimus i know what you're talking about it was like fight convoy or something like that it's yeah like, yeah they we should talk like, about that sometime just what? like the different well the thing that's interesting well, there's is so many almost every transformers show that goes into japan they all have original songs made just for the show I hope so. We... I have a few of the soundtracks from the one you're talking about, the early 2000 ones. That's actually like I think the worst version of Transformers, the one with the anime spiky hair kid. Yeah. Is, yes. I that, haven't th- watched it. I just heard the song. Oh, oh, don't watch it because my wife was watching it with me the first few episodes, playing her DS, and she's like, "I'm glad I'm not really watching this because it was awful the way they talk, the plots." Oh, but anyway, isn't so there sad. like a 90s of Transformers? Is it Transformers Headmasters or something like that? Oh yeah, there's... that one has a really good theme song. Well, the intro at least where the guy just screams head on head on <laughs> he just yeah. screams that at yeah. the beginning it, 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 it shows it shows imagery of like transformer heads snapping on top of their on top of their body yeah. i think oh. that's really good yeah. <laughs> head head yes yes I, I guess i hear that, that show's not actually very good or well, what? well the ending theme is just like transformers they oh. actually sing the word okay <laughs> but there there are a lot of transformer songs in fact one of the same musicians comes back a few times to do the song over and over but yeah no but i actually like the opening for this one because it, it kind of gave me some for sort of a bubblegum crisis vibe oh really uh, in fact i was yeah. tempted to look up the artist just to see if they didn't sing a theme for bubblegum crisis because it was reminding me of two of the songs from that anime upon hearing that there is also a japanese ending theme but first let's see how the transformers ends in america <laughs> prepare yourselves try not to fall asleep because this is a pretty uh, slow song and here it is 
whole time that song played, I kept thinking, are, are they going to say something like go Transformers or anything? I didn't know. It's just just a song that's at the end. Yeah, and very stereotypical for both of them. Like the ending song for the American version, it is basically the intro, just like every other 80s show that was happening yeah. at the time. It's just like, <laughs> let's just rehash the intro. Yeah. And then Japan is like, we're going to have this soft thing going on in the ending to like calm you down after all that fighting. Yeah, yeah to me, it just seemed, I mean, the theme, I like the theme. It sounds nice. The problem is, it seems completely out of place for a giant robot show aimed for little kids. Uh, yeah. It seems that theme sounds like something that should play for, a, I don't know, a record of Lotus War or something. Something for like an old, uh, an older audience that, for a show that has like more serious themes and stuff like that. Yeah, I actually thought as I was listening to it again that it sounded more like it should be some kind of operatic kind of theme for something bad that's just happened or something that's good that's about to happen i I wasn't really sure but i just know i didn't really like the first half of it uh really yeah it was yeah yeah, it's fine i just doesn't it yeah it doesn't seem to really work for what they're it doesn't work with transformers yeah it doesn't work (laughs) but that's it for the theme songs but we will be back because there's actually two other songs for season two and three as well for the japanese songs maybe they'll get a kick in the butt and actually figure out that oh this is a show about robots (laughs) and violence (laughs) the very last thing we want to go over is we're going to read the eight page manga of the transformers prologue and see just if it's as accurate as our American version. To read the manga before or along with us, go to tfarchive.com, select the Comics tab, followed by the Japanese Manga tab, and then Manga Translations, and it's the very first one. Are any of you interested in reading that? Uh, I can read it. Okay, put on your your best narrator voice. (laughs) Haha, I'm real good at doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, I need my glass. I'm blind. Sorry. The sentence structure was when I first read it, like, wait a minute, what am I reading? This seems the sentence structure is odd. The way it cuts off in the next well, it, sentence too. Well, it is it, a fan exactly. translation. So, okay, just All so right. you guys know, and I would thank the person who did it if I f- remember to write it down, uh, which, I need to, <laughs> which I need to keep doing to all the things for this. Uh, okay, it's on tfarchive.com. I'm I'm good. I'm good now. Okay, take a deep uh. breath and go. Many hundreds and thousands of years ago, when the Earth was young and primeval, there existed a distant solar system and a planet of great beauty. The famed planet called Cybertron. On this world, a technologically advanced culture was in control. On the surface, a silent metropolis. However, life dwelled within. If I was a cassette tape, I would have gone to tell you to turn the page. Ow, I could have. A race of remarkable super robots. Their technology, their technology so advanced, they mimic the thoughts and ideals of human society. But their peace did not last. Two factions of Cybertronian life emerged, one good and one evil. The Autobots fought on the side of justice, while the Decepticons fought for evil. Soon, a great war raged across the universe. <laughs> Did it sound really weird? Because the sentence structure is really weird reading it out loud. Oh, maybe I should voice Optimus. Yeah, I was about to say, like, does anybody want to voice the yeah, other Yeah, I'll character? be Optimus, you be Megatron. Okay, I'll try. Okay. <laughs> All right, Autobot Supreme Commander Optimus Prime. I wish to avoid pointless war, but for the sake of the universe, I must end their tyranny. Decepticon Emperor of Destruction, Megatron. We cannot be stopped. The universe shall be ours to rule. Eventually, their warfare began to take its toll on their homeworld's energy, and a search team was deployed to find a new source. This war has cost us far too much energy. We must find more. 
The Autobots and the Decepticons searched for energy, lead them to Earth's vicinity where their battle resumed. The warring sides shot one another down, crashing into the Earth's surface. There they remained inactive for a long, long time. Now, four million years later, the Transformers have accidentally awoken. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, Transformers is serious business, all right? <laughs> they accidentally awoken. Sorry. I'm done. I'm good. All right. I'll be Teletran 1 if you want to continue the narration. Yeah, we good. Four million years after the Transformers' Great War and their emergency landing on Earth, a volcanic eruption woke their ship's computer. Transformer resurrection. Preparation. Revival. The Decepticons, wanting only to make war, were resurrected as jets, guns, and other war machines. In disguise, the heroic Autobots and the evil Decepticons continue their great war. The Autobots were given the power to transform into cars and other vehicles, and here thus reborn. <laughs> I just like how they don't- they gave- uh, <laughs> What's that? I- I just- no, I had to reread what I wrote- what I read, because- Yeah, no, they don't give an explanation to- the Autobots being cars and other vehicles. I had the same came... reaction. Like, okay, that the, the whole part where the Decepticons only wanted to make war, I don't think that's very accurate, but okay, they give it an explanation. Then you get to the Autobots and it's like, hey, they were transferring the cars and they were reborn. Yeah, yeah. just reborn as yep. things. Cause Why they're... were they given cars? <laughs> well, you could know uh, maybe once they woke up, since the Decepticons were awake first, maybe they're like, well, let's look for... Earth's most destructive alt mo- modes. And then when the Autobots broke up, they were like, well, our computer can't do that anymore. It used up all its energy, so now we're just cars. Like, our cars supposed to signify the forces of good? Everything we know? <laughs> it's supposed to symbolize Blades that they stand... <laughs> it's supposed to symbolize that they stand for peace. Because you don't say that you're standing for peace if you're a tank. If what? Optimus Prime was a tank, went up to the UN and is like, hey, everybody, I'm here to fight evil for you guys. I'm sure everybody would like, look, take that giant gun on his chest and be like, yeah, right. Wheeler. A talking 18 will. That signifies peace. peace. It's, yes, it's a giant gas like... guzzling, fossil fuel stealing. He's destroying our planet. That's not peace. It represents peace and power. Okay. No, no I think peace through tyranny was a, a Megatron's thing. <laughs> I don't. I wonder when that quote came up. Like, yeah. when was that used the first time? I know that's in the comics, but I don't know if it was anywhere before that. I, I don't know. I thought he said it in season three at least. Hmm. Because he oh, does say it so that's a regular thing he says peace through tyranny well not regular but that's something he's known to have said i guess i'll find that out when we get closer enough to those that's funny yeah so what did you think of this little prologue to the to the manga that is actually eight whole chapters wow eight chapters um i mean they got it pretty all right other than the weirdness about the autobots being cars for no reason but like it, it made sense like as a prologue very short very sweet okay cool war earth good (laughs) <laughs> well were they always i guess the intro for the g1 series were they always did they also describe the decepticons as just they are inherently evil yeah well they're the peace-loving autobots and the evil decepticons oh, okay all right so they're just evil because it's the 80s yeah they're just so, evil because <laughs> kids can't learn to distinguish gray they must have absolute good and absolute evil so uh... Well, I think they start. I thought they start introducing that in later into season three because um, Sideswipe switches places quite often. He does. I thought so. I don't remember. Maybe Sideswipe. I'm thinking of a different show. I don't know. Or a different I... series. Or different <laughs> whatever. Why? Well, which I... of the fourteen are you thinking of? You know? <laughs> yeah, like, which 
which which generation? I thought yeah. somebody had like just kept switching sides, but now I just I, yeah. I gotta shut up. In future episodes, we do want to review the manga as well. But there'll be a lot of manga, because the Japanese have a lot of manga that takes place in between season two and season three. Mm. And then they even have a third and fourth volume that takes place in between season three that follows Rodimus and Galvatron. And yes. so, yeah, and uh, they probably write Rodimus hopefully a lot better than season three did. The movie takes uh, place God. between two and three or one and two? Well, no, it takes place before the movie, but after season t- two. Okay, because so they, both of the the manga that you're talking about and the movie, they both play, take place after season two. Yeah. Okay. Because I know one of them is even called Scramble City, and it's a prologue to the Japanese OVA, the OVA itself being a prologue to the movie. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Layers. Okay, Japan. And that's not counting, like, say, two American comic books that have come out in the last ten years that are also prologues to the movie. Because what? we can't stop talking about the past, which is also why we have this podcast about a 35-year-old cartoon. <laughs> I was about to say, we have no room to judge. <laughs> but any any last thoughts on this manga here before we sign off? No, nothing. It's just simple. Here's an introduction. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I liked it. I would read more. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode, and we'll be back with our next episode with Soundwave and the cassettes. See you next time. Laters. Thanks to Mark, Dr. Spengler, Pellegrini for the translation of the Transformers manga. Thanks to tfraw.blogspot.com for the Japanese pilot episode.